This is the NFL show to be named later. Foosball, whatever you call it with them gargantuans. Starring T.J. Weber, Zach Zook, and Big Webb. Brought to you by Bruce on the Balcony. <laughs> Welcome in, everybody, to number seven, week number seven, actually episode number eight of the NFL show to be named later. I'm TJ Weber alongside with Zach Zook. Big Webb uh, will not be on the phone in this one, but we do have all his amazing picks, and you are always welcome to get involved by giving us a voicemail, 314-877-8597, as we head into week seven of the NFL. And Zach, good to see you, man. Another good week of football coming your way. And uh, some matchups that I think uh, couldn't be as hard to pick as last week, but uh, a lot of interesting stuff coming up this weekend. Yeah, for for sure. And we're kind of getting to that point now. We are in the thick of it, man. It's already week seven. I was thinking while I was watching the games, before we know it, there's not going to be any football anymore. I, I know, like, it's I'm crazy. already getting sad about it. <laughs> <laughs> so we get uh, into week seven. Let's go ahead and recap week six and the picks as, once again, the king is still on top. TJ, 46 <laughs> wins. First place out of the panel, second place overall in the Bruise on the Balcony Pick'em. I had eight wins last week. Nice. Big Web was second on the panel with seven, and Zach right there had six. <laughs> but still, it's only two back of uh, of you know second or third place, I guess. The listeners, my wife Laura Weber, twelve wins and destroying everybody, saying, <laughs> okay, you know what, I don't watch football too much, but guess what, Jeez. I'm going to beat all you assholes. So, so there's 14 games that were played, no, 15 games, I'm sorry, I, I do a pick them outside of this where we don't pick the Thursday game. So there was two two teams on by, so we had 15 games, she missed three games against the spread. Crazy, unbelievable. She missed Carolina, <laughs> who almost covered, they had a chance to win, yeah. and then and then obviously didn't get it, uh, I think it was a fourth down and like three on the Washington 28. If they scored a touchdown, they cover. So that one, Indianapolis, which was also very close, they lost 34-42 to the Jets, but I had a chance at the end before yeah. Andrew Luck threw a pick. And then uh, New England against Kansas City. So minus three and a half, they lost that. <laughs> she lost that by half a point. Or, I'm sorry, no. Yes, yeah, lost by half a point. She took, yeah, she took the Pats, because I took the Pats too and lost that by half a point. I was right. not happy. So she was that close, a couple plays away from being 15 for 15. You know what's interesting too? I... So I only got I did awful. I got half of the mountain wins as your wife did, <laughs> but I got the Redskins and the Jets both right. Wow. Those were two of my wins. That's awesome. Well, there you go. <laughs> Andrew Sherping gets second place of the week. He gets nine wins. Uh, myself, Colby Wedwick, Zach Daly, all with eight. Matt Jamison, Big Web with seven. Joe Knoll, Jordan Shrimp, Kevin McClory, Kyle Stump, Mark Kessler, and our own Zach Zook with six total wins. So the overall standings going into week seven. Colby Wedwick. Do you know who Colby is? You know Colby? Yeah, no, that's one of my best buds from college, my roommate. Leads the pick 'em, 47 <laughs> points over everybody, has the outright lead. Myself and Blake Stump are tied for second with 46. And Gigi, Mark Hessler, and Matt Jameson all tied for, I believe that's uh, carry the one, uh, third place. <laughs> uh, 45 total wins. Jordan Shrimp with 44. Kay Roberts, Laura Weber, Tammy Wrestler, Tony Weber, and Zach Daly. All with 43. Zach Zook, though, not far behind. He's right there at 42 <laughs> overall. So we uh, we have a lot of leeway here where I think a lot of people can make some moves. Uh, you kind of saw me make a little bit more of a move last week in the panel, at least. I have a nice uh, three-win lead over Big Web, four right. over you, Zach. But, hey, 
we still have a lot of football left this season. Yeah, well, I've been the one thing that's helped me is I've been five back, five games back for like the last three weeks now, and I'm still five games back of the lead. But Colby texted me after that Monday night game. I just get a text that goes, first place in the pool, let's go. <laughs> he does. So he, he deserves was, it. He was pretty excited. It's good to see uh, Colby on top. Obviously, he's been up there the entire season. But hey, it takes you one good week. Laura Wrestler now kind of making her nice stride in, into like the top tier yeah. people. And guess what? Big Web mentioned this too. He texted me and Laura a couple days ago and said, what the hell? Laura missed one week. She didn't pick one full week, Are you and yet serious? she's still tied with Big Web. No yeah. way. Amazing. <laughs> I mean, that, that's got to well, hurt you, for Big Web. It, well, you think about it, like 12 wins. You get 12 wins in one week, you're like, that's double that's almost. That's pretty impressive. That's, yeah, that's... That's really good. Does she? So she knew that she won this past week, then, right? Oh yeah, no. She texted me and was bragging the entire <laughs> okay. time, like, "Look who's the top of the leaderboard." Yeah, I'm I like, figured she would, but I was wondering if, like, maybe she didn't check it very much, and you saw it, and we're like, <laughs> "I got to keep this a secret." Yes. Well, <laughs> I, I was I was actually going to do that, and I looked, and as it was going on through the week, you know, it was still three o'clock games, and she had a <laughs> decent amount of wins at noon, but it said like twelve wins. I'm like, there's no way that sticks. There's no way yeah. twelve wins sticks. It's not going to be like that. Sure enough. She gets 12 oh wins. Oh, my God. <laughs> Unbelievable job. Uh, so, once again, if you're welcome, you are always welcome to pick or give us your thoughts on picking each week, 314-877-8597. Again, it is one of those things where we already have the pick em going. You probably don't want to join our online pick em, But if you have a lock or something like, hey, I got to let these guys know about it, make sure you leave us a voicemail. Or you can always go on Twitter at Balcony Brews Pod as we are presented by Brews on the Balcony. You can always let us know what your favorite picks, favorite fantasy plays, whatever the case may be in the NFL. Let us know uh, each and every week. So we go into the locks of the week. TJ Weber gets a lock of the week right. <laughs> Holy shit. Unbelievable. LA Chargers minus one and a half. They absolutely destroyed the Cleveland Browns. Browns yeah. got a couple late touchdowns, but uh, that was an easy cover. I'm now two and three on locks. Zach, big cover. Atlanta minus three and a half. He's now four and two on locks. And finally, whoo, <laughs> big web. Oh, my God. Jacksonville, who yeah. got thrashed. Yeah. By Dallas. They, yeah. Thrashed. Give up 40-plus points. Un, unbelievable. So Big Web's now 3-3 three and three in locks. I could not believe how bad Jacksonville oh. lost to Dallas. Yeah, me either. Unbelievable. I mean, I don't know what the case is. Is Dak Prescott actually good enough to play you know, consistent football this season? Is Dallas going to be better than we thought they were? Or is Jacksonville just not as good as we thought they were? I think the last thing you said there, Jacksonville maybe not quite being as good, is is I think we've built Jacksonville up in our minds because they were leading in, in the fourth quarter against the Patriots and probably should have maybe even made it to the Super Bowl. But if you remember, I was thinking about this because I was just in I was in complete shock that they got killed. Now, I, I know Dallas plays well at home, but I, I'm, I don't think that they're very good still. Mm -hmm. And... I was thinking back to last season, and I think we built them up in our mind as such a fan favorite because they're such a great story in the NFL last year. That came down to Week 17 for them to win the AFC South, right. which wasn't very good. They had to, you know, outlast the Tennessee Titans for that for that division title, and then they barely beat the Bills in that first playoff game. If it's not for Tyrod Taylor getting hurt and Nathan Peterman coming in and kind of just blowing it for him. Who knows? Maybe the Bills even win that game down there in Jacksonville. And so, yeah, I think maybe we have built the Jags up in our mind. At least I know I have because I love the Jags. Yeah. Maybe I do need to back off of them a little bit, but I I don't know. I still don't think the Cowboys are all that great. Uh, the fact that they beat them and scored 40 points on them absolutely shocked me where yeah. I did see that maybe I was overlooking the Jacksonville Jaguars a little bit because yeah. – 
You only also score seven against that defense. You're now three and three, a team that came into the season, not just for us, but for a lot of quote-unquote experts, and I say that because they call them, there's a million experts out there, but they thought Jacksonville was the best team in the NFL and had the best chance to win the Super Bowl. This year especially, with a lot of teams, I think, that started out slow, could end up being not exactly Super Bowl contenders, but contenders in the playoffs. For example, the Falcons, about how bad they were at 1-4. and four. I mean, you, you saw their offense. Matt Ryan right. finally showed what he, what he can do, and they shredded Tampa. Still almost gave that one away because their defense is god-awful because of all the injuries. Right. But 34-29, they're now 2-4. and four. But again, you have to watch the games. If you don't watch the games and you look at the box scores and you look – or not even the box scores. If you look at just their records overall, you're not going to know shit about these teams. Right. And the NFL so week to week too, because the the Cowboys looked like trash. And then they come home. Dak Prescott has a career high rushing the football, which Jacksonville clearly didn't expect. Jacksonville looked like garbage on offense. And now you're looking at the Jags. And if you had just watched that game, you're probably going into this week thinking, "Well, I don't, I don't feel comfortable picking the Jaguars. Right. They looked awful." Absolutely. So you have to look at a more broad picture, and you have to watch. The, yeah, you're right. Watch the games on a weekly basis to see how these guys are performing. Look at home and road splits. Look at how the positions that matter are for this that team. Edge rusher, are you good in the secondary? Quarterback, running back, receiver, that that type thing. So as we before we put a button on week six, let's go ahead over Big Webb's big four plays of last week. So he goes two and two, not too bad. Was uh, four points away from getting the over in Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. They only scored 49 total, so he loses that one. Kansas City, New England over, destroyed that. They scored <laughs> over 80 points combined. Easily. It was 16 and a half. That seemed like a big, big time spread, and they uh, they didn't disappoint. Well, you, did you know too that there was one punt in that football game, and I think it came like late third quarter, early fourth quarter. Is that right? They didn't have a punt. Kansas City ended up punting it one time, and they lost. <laughs> God bless Tyree Kill for giving me my big time fantasy oh, me win. Too. Yeah, I was I was down pretty pretty bad yeah and I had Sony Michelle and Tyree Kill going in that game I got five touchdowns out of that football game the bruise on <laughs> the balcony team in my league four and two baby we're four and two so nice. doing pretty good Actually, I'm four and two too nice. I I think we're gonna be like pretty similar fantasy wise throughout the year we have we a lot have, of similar players similar players yeah. I think I got Hill do you have Zeke wasn't it Zeke or no somebody? I don't have Zeke I have somebody <sighs> McCaffrey no, I don't have McCaffrey either. I don't know. Sorry, we, we won't break down our <laughs> fantasy teams. I know that's terrible, terrible podcasting. But, Bad radio. Uh, <laughs> but uh, moving on to his third pick, Jacksonville minus three. Obviously didn't cover. Obviously didn't cover. Yeah. They lose 40-7. to seven. Oh. Uh, So he was one and two. But he bounced back. Pittsburgh plus two and a half. So ends up the week at two and two. So not too bad. You finish at 500. You say, okay, not my best week. But hey, you're always happy with breaking even, I think. 100%. So now he is 14 and 11 overall against the spread. So the guy knows what he's talking about. So make sure you listen to his top four plays as we will have that at the end of the show. But without further ado, let's get to the week seven matchups. As first, we will have the Denver Broncos at the Arizona Cardinals. Denver in this one is minus two and a half points on Thursday night football. Zach, a team in Denver that obviously, you know, lost to the Rams. They performed a little bit better than I think a lot of people were expecting. Uh, it was very chilly. There was a lot of snow and ice earlier in this in the year or in the year. In the day. They lose twenty three to twenty and they're now two and four in the season. But I mean, how about the disrespect by CBS Sports on this line? Giving yeah. Arizona two and a half total points in this one. They lose 27-17 last, last week to Minnesota. I am just outright shocked that Arizona is getting two and a half. I, I'm shocked that it's only two and a half. I thought it would be eight and a half or yeah. seven and a half at least. So this is an easy pick for me. I'm taking the Denver Broncos. Um, I, I'm shocked. 
Yeah, I I mean, I thought the spread would be a little bit bigger, and I'm going to take the Broncos as well. I'm not as comfortable about it just because, and you know, I'm a Denver guy with mm-hmm. uh, my girlfriend being from Colorado now. That's kind of my AFC team. But I think part of the reason the spread is what it is is because the Cardinals are at home, A. Broncos are a different team away from mile high, B. And C, their offense isn't very good with Case Keenum. I mean, I, I think they really missed an opportunity to take Josh Rosen at five. I know Bradley Chubb's a really good player, and I think he's going to be a really good player. That said, I think Elway, like Gettleman and the Giants, totally messed up not taking a quarterback. They wanted to win now with Case Keenum, in quotes, and... They didn't want a young guy. Well, the young guy has the Jets at 3-3, three and three, and Rosen's in a different situation with the Cardinals, but I think he might already be the better quarterback. I'll take Denver just because of their defense, and they are a little bit more veteran of a team. They kind of have to have this one, too, if they want to stay relevant. You lose to the Cardinals, you get to 2-5, and five, your season's pretty much done. So I'll take the Broncos because the spread's low. I think if it was higher, though, like you're saying 7-8 points, I think I would have actually rolled with... Arizona and just because Denver on the road is a different team than Denver at home they really are so I mean that would also been one of those things where you say okay maybe the Cardinals aren't a great team but at home they have a little bit more pizzazz or their their fans are still showing up I mean even though their season's really lost and they know they're not going to be a good team they still are are better team at home you know they they played the Rams well uh over I think it was the Rams they they put 14 points was it on the Rams who they put 14 points on at first I think they ended up losing the game anyway uh, I cannot remember. I can't remember. I, I know that in the Rams in that game, they were never really, it felt like they were never really up, but they ended up losing by, I think, three points to Los Angeles. So Is that right? See, this is this is a great show prep that we do. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I can't remember. I'm going to try to go back and look it up. But they had a team, they went up 14 to nothing. Obviously, they beat San Francisco in, in week five, 28-18. Uh, lost to Seattle 2017. I think that's what the game was. Okay. Arizona went four, up 14 nothing, ended up losing 20-17. to But uh, they're a different team at home. Yeah. They're a different team at home. That's what it is. It could have been Chicago, too. My brain is just not working today. But <laughs> the point is they're a different team at home, and I think they have a chance here, especially with the low spread. But because it's such a low spread, I think you have to take Denver. Yeah, it doesn't mean me Arizona has no shot. But if it was, you're right, 7.5 or 8, absolutely would pick Arizona Cardinals. So we all picked the Denver Broncos for Thursday night football. Next up, we got Tennessee Titans going to the L.A. Chargers. Chargers minus six and a half points. Huge offensive day against Cleveland. Um, that was my lock. I really did feel good about that. I know I've said that about all my locks this season, and I'm only two and three. However, the matchup with the Browns, I think they're giving the Browns too much credit. You know, I think that's what last week was. Baker Mayfield is still figuring out who he is, who his offense is. Uh you really don't know who the top running back is on that team anymore because they just switch it up between Bradley Chubb. I mean, not Duke Johnson. Who's the other one that's out there? Uh, um, Hyde. Carlos Hyde, right. So they don't really know where their rushing game's going. I just had a feeling that the Chargers were going to be that team that was just going to outright kill them because of how many weapons they have in their offense. Props to you I on mean, that pick, by the way, because I went with the Browns, and I think that's a testament to how good the Chargers are going to be this absolutely. year. Coming east for a noon game as a West Coast team on a cold weekend, too, in Cleveland. And it, the thing, the big factor for the Chargers is if, is if Phillip Rivers can throw the ball. He only went 11 for 20, but he was efficient. Wow. 207 through the air, two touchdowns. That's all you need. I see that stat line. Yeah. Um, but you told me that, I'd say the Browns win. Exactly. But you look at Melvin Gordon, if he does his <laughs> yeah. thing, you know, he had 18 rushes, 132 on the ground, and three touchdowns. That'll get it done for you. But also the fact that they have Eckler, who's a great backup running back yeah. that gives them some kind of flashy really runs here and there. 
Keenan Allen had 40 yards rushing. I mean, it's unbelievable. Did he, really? he had four rushes I, I didn't for 41 watch that, yards. That noon game, oh. I didn't see much of it outside the red zone. So those these stats you're rattling off are pretty wild. It was incredible. And then obviously Rivers, as we said, didn't throw the ball too well, but he hit six different receivers. So when you have an offense that has Philip Rivers at his best at a certain week, and then you add all the rushing opportunities with Melvin Gordon, who can also catch passes out of the backfield, and you add Eckler, and you add Allen out of the uh, jet sweeps. I mean, this team's very, very dangerous. So, yeah. Uh, with that being said, sorry my whole breakdown on, the, on that Browns game, but they are going to ten or hosting Tennessee. They're minus six and a half points. Tennessee is just a very disappointing football team. I am not impressed by them at all. I'm especially not impressed by Marcus Mariota. They got shut out last week against Baltimore, twenty-one to nothing. They're three and three. And now they're going on the road to L.A., no chance. I thought this game would be 7.5 at least. The fact that it's under a touchdown, Chargers will easily win this one. I'll cover it. Uh, I bet it'll be over 7.5 come game time for those for those uh, the guys that, that change the lines as it comes closer Vegas, to the yeah. game. Yeah, uh, I think Tennessee, they're 3-3. Three and three. I think that's about what they're going to be all year. I think they're going to be floating around 500 game under, game over. Uh, I'm with you. The Chargers really proved something to me last weekend. I took the Browns in that game. And thinking that the trip to a cold Cleveland was going to affect them, they don't play well on the road historically at noon. That's just a really tough time difference. And boy, they proved me wrong, man. That's the, they've made two road trips to the to the eastern part of the country now, and they're two and zero in those noon games. And I think the Chargers are legit, man. So I'm gonna go with the Chargers as well. I I wouldn't be surprised if uh, this one ends up getting out of hand. All right, so clean sweep as uh, we all have the L.A. Chargers. Big Web also very confident in that pick. Next up, we got Minnesota heading out to the New York Jets. The Jets are plus three and a half points against Minnesota. To me, this is one of the most interesting games of this of this week, mainly because the Jets at home are basically showing they're a completely different team. Uh, they scored 42 points against Indy last week, a shootout. Defense, as Zach mentioned last week, isn't great, but... When you got Sam Darnold and the offense working the way they did and scoring 42 points, it doesn't really matter how your defense is doing. Scored 34 at home against Denver back in Week 5, who is a tougher defense. So at home right now, it seems like to me the Jets are a totally different team. I hate picking against Minnesota because I really think they haven't hit their stride yet. I don't think they've been playing their greatest football yet that they're capable of. When they do, look out. However, though, in this situation, I usually would take Minnesota if, if Minnesota be playing the top of their game. They're still figuring things out, but the Jets at home wow. right now, they're scoring total over 70 points in the past two weeks at home. They're going back home again and getting three and a half. I'm going to take the Jets in this one. Wow. I, I like the guts. It's a gutsy pick. It is. And, and they are good at home. I think this is uh, an instance in which you could absolutely see the Vikings kind of falling flat on their face a little bit. They're, I think, one and one against the rookie quarterback so far this year. They got destroyed by Josh Allen, and then they looked a lot better last week against Josh Rosen. So now, how do they fare against Darnold? You know I'm a big Darnold and Rosen guy. Those are my two guys out of this class I think are going to be really good. However, that said, the Jets are still an inconsistent football team, and I think Minnesota now realize, is playing more with a sense of urgency, and they're starting to figure it out. The spread's not very big. I like the Vikings. All right, so Zach takes Minnesota. Big Webb goes with Minnesota. I'm going with the upset pick, the home dogs, New York Jets, on Sunday. Next up, we have Carolina. We'll head out to Philadelphia as the Eagles are minus 4.5 points, and that will be at noon on Sunday. This game is also very scary to me uh, because I'm a huge, huge Carolina guy. I'm a huge guy, especially if Carolina is getting points 
away from home. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to take Cam Newton in the in the squad away from home. Disappointed me last week a little bit. I really thought that uh, they would take down Washington, and uh, the Redskins held on for a six-point lead and covered the game, obviously. My dad kind of talks to me a little bit. He says, I'm not a big Cam Newton guy. He says, I don't he's like... very vocal he's, about that. <laughs> he says, I hate Cam Newton. He seems like he doesn't care until the game's either out, you know, up for grabs or a game that, you know, he just... It feels like Cam doesn't play till the fourth quarter, basically, is what he says. Yeah. I disagree. I think he's just got his own type of swag. I think they got their own type of offense. I think Carolina is too scary of a team to give four and a half points, no matter what. So, Philly has been playing better overall, but at home, I still think that they're not going to have enough firepower. If they do win, it's going to be a three-point game, I believe. It's going to be back and forth. And even if Philly gets up by 14, which you saw the Redskins do last week, you can see Carolina hopefully kind of take a step and maybe come back and at least cover this game. So I'm going to take Carolina. I'm pretty confident on that. I don't think I put them in my locks, but, uh, yeah, give me the Panthers plus four and a half. Well, okay. Uh, you're, you're probably right on because I, I don't think it's – I disagree with Big Web, in, I guess, in terms of the effort. I think it's more just inconsistency. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if he – He's never been a consistent quarterback, and you went with him last week, and he burned you. He's more likely gonna come back up and swing back up uh, with his play this week against Philly. But I, I like the Eagles. I think they're starting to get it together a little bit, and they're playing a lot better football. I think Wentz needed a couple games to kind of get over the ACL. I think he's playing a lot better. I think Carolina is a team that is gonna struggle up north. Uh, they typically do on the road. They do have a pretty good defense, but that said, I think Philly's defense has yet to play its best football as well. I'm going to take the Eagles. I do think this is a close game. This is probably one of the better noon games to watch. However, I'm just banking that hopefully they it'll be you know a touchdown game at the end with Cam has a chance to drive down and score, and they, he doesn't. So you're taking Philly? Yeah, I'm taking Philly. So the one thing is, too, that it comes into play that hurts my pick, Philly has 10 days off coming into this game or That's I guess I guess point. nine so they they had the Thursday night game last week right they have Sunday and noon this week so it's a nice little break for them a little extra couple days to get ready and rest Panthers though um I, I will I will say this about the Eagles too that last week was their only dominating win this season yeah if you look at it 34 13 over the Giants away from home their largest win before that was six points against the Falcons in week one lost by six to the Bucks in week two uh, beat the Colts by four in week three, overtime loss to the Titans in week four by three, and then a two-point loss to the Vikings at home on in a week five. Right. So, I mean, they've been really in every single point. game. And then you give Carolina four and a half, that's kind of where my pick goes. So, Zach and Big Webb take, take the Philadelphia Eagles, and I go with the Carolina Panthers. Next up, we got the Houston Texans. They are heading out to Jacksonville as the Jaguars are minus four and a half points after getting destroyed by Dallas last week, 40-7, to seven, another noon game. I'm gonna take Jacksonville in this one. Me too. I know I can't. I know I can't <laughs> go against this team. So I a big web. Uh, it's one of those things where oh, they are a better team than they've shown. I don't think anything's gonna happen like that, like last week. And if it's anything, when a good team loses that bad, it's kind of like when the Patriots lost to the Lions, yeah. and then they come back and just destroy their next opponent. That's what's gonna happen here with Jacksonville. I don't think they're gonna destroy Houston, but I think they'll beat them by seven or ten points, enough to cover. So give me the Jags at home. Yeah, I, I think that's the old rule in the NFL. If a team gets embarrassed the week before, we saw it with the Redskins. They just got crushed by the Saints on Monday Night Football. Then they come back and beat a really good Panthers team. And so I think you're right. I, I can't quit the Jags. I feel like no matter what the Jags do, I'm going to probably pick them all year long. It's more about their opponent, though, this week than it is the Jags. I 
think the Texans, again, are kind of a little bit of an inconsistent football team. You get them on the road away from Houston, and I like the Jags to win this one. Yeah, I think this could get to 10, 14, 17 points by the end of it if the Jacksonville Jaguars play their brand of football. All right, so uh, we all have Jacksonville. Shocker, Jacksonville podcast. <laughs> we move on. Cleveland heads out to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. as The Bucs are minus 3.5 points at home. I will say this. The Buccaneers shocked me last week. Um, they really, I thought they were going to roll over and die in that game after Atlanta got up by uh, two scores and, and, more, and a little bit more as well. But Jameis Winston throws for four touchdowns, throws for nearly 400 yards, goes 30 of 41 through the air, and he spread the wealth. I mean, let me see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different receivers he used. Uh, it was a fun game to watch, and they he kind of proved that maybe he is the better solution except for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Maybe he's yeah. the guy that needs to take the reins again. And uh, they lost to the Falcons, but Atlanta played a great game, and Atlanta should have beat them by a lot more, I think. And uh, the Bucks were right in that. So in this situation, Cleveland, I know they came off a loss. I know they're a better team than than a lot of us think still, but it is still Cleveland. They're going on the road. They're a better team at home regardless, and they got just thwopped last week yeah. by by the uh, L.A. Chargers. So Tampa's at home, minus 3.5. I'm going to take the Bucks. I believe in Jameis Winston. I just don't think Cleveland's able to score enough points to keep up. I was really critical of Winston last week, and he did play a little bit better towards the end of that game against a porous Falcons defense. And kind of on the opposite side of the Jaguars, the team that I'm probably going to pick all year long, I'm probably not going to pick the Bucks very much this year. With their defense being as bad as it is, and Jameis Winston being a guy that's liable to throw three or four picks any given Sunday, I just don't like that combo. Now, maybe if they get some huge spreads, I do think... Winston's at least competent enough and takes enough chances while he does throw a lot of interceptions he typically throws for a lot of yards too and can bring you back late in games like he did last weekend mm. if they get big spreads I might go with them but this is only three and a half I think the Browns defense is really good and a little bit underrated that of course they did not show it last weekend but I think last weekend's performance was more about the Chargers than it was Cleveland I'm going to take the Browns again here in this one wow. this will be an interesting game I, I think it is pretty pretty close but I think this could be a game in which Winston really struggles against a much better defense than he saw last week all right so dad and Zach both going with Cleveland I'm going Tampa remember what happened last week fellas whenever you guys had different picks than me <laughs> I ended up getting the you top did. dog award <laughs> you did uh, right now you guys have the exact same picks for the first do six we games. really you really do I have different I have the Jets you both have the Chargers I have Carolina you both have Philly and I have Tampa you both have Cleveland yeah, I mean, the one that I think you made a really good point on is this Philly-Panthers game. I don't feel comfortable about that pick at all because I think the Panthers are a playoff team, too. But they're all so scary. I, I do, you know, as Big Web talks about Cam Newton, I do get it. I don't, You see the way he plays, but I just think he's too damn talented, Yeah, and I think they're going to be in it no matter what. Well, I'm glad Big Web finally got back on the Browns. I've been giving him crap the last couple <laughs> weeks because he, he told us at the beginning of the season he was so adamant, and um, the Browns are going to get some great spreads. I'm going to pick them all year long. Then I'm left on an island with the Browns losing, and yeah, Big Web yeah. is... Well, he, he won the Chargers game, though, so whatever. He, he called. He goes, what the hell? Zach's talking shit on me? I go, no, he's, <laughs> Did no, he really? No shit. Yeah, he did. I go, there's no shit talk there. He's just saying that you're going against your word a little bit. No. Yeah, no, I, I, I want him to pick the Browns. I want him to be in support. He won me over with his argument at the beginning of the year. I was like, you know what? I think you're right. I'm going to pick the Browns <laughs> a lot this year, too. Big Web gets back on the Cleveland train along with Zach. And again, I got the Tampa Bay Bucks. Next up, we got the Detroit Lions coming off a of bye week. They head out to Miami. The Dolphins are getting one and a half points. 
That game is at noon on Sunday, again, in Miami. This this game, um, God, what a weird week last week. Uh, yeah. Ryan Tannehill goes down. Brock Osweiler comes out and decides that he may be a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. They the beat the, chip. They beat the <laughs> Bears 31-28. I'm happy. I picked that one. I had a feeling against uh, with Miami at home. I just I, I always have a feeling because they either screw me or they they are right. You yeah. know they they prove me right. Osweiler throws for 380 and three touchdowns. Yeah, the bracket chip. I mean, <laughs> Frank Gore rushed for 101 yards against the Chicago defense. That's how crazy this league is. So. I'm going with Detroit. I don't care. I don't give a shit about Miami. My Lions are back. They're off a of bye week. One and a half is way too low. No matter if you put Osweiler back in there, there's no chance that he'll do that again. If you put Tannehill in there, there's no chance he'll keep up with Matthew Stafford. Give me my Lions. Minus one and a half. Bring it on, Miami. Anything you got? I think that, I well, first of all, kudos to you on that rant. That was really good. Well done. Thank you very much. Really Appreciate well it. done. Practiced uh, it in front of the mirror for two hours. Yeah, your Lions are back. Um... I'm going to go with the Dolphins here. Mm. The spread's really low. I think the Dolphins are actually a pretty decent football team. I think that they struggle at positions that matter, and that's why I don't know if they'll make the playoffs this year. I think they have a real issue at quarterback because I think Tannehill's soft and Brock isn't good. Mm -hmm. So they have kind of an issue. Uh, I, there were some crazy stats from that Miami game. You know, a couple weeks ago, you're like, they're just such a weird team. Yep. It totally bared itself out last Sunday. Frank Gore gets over 100. You know he's the, like the fourth leading rusher in NFL history. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. That doesn't like I would never <laughs> think that. I would, yeah, neither I would, would say I. It was, I would say he's top 15 at the highest. I, I heard I that uh, a couple days ago after the fact, and I was like, no way. It's crazy. But yeah, he is. He's and, one of those stinky guys, though, that's been in the league for so long. You know what I mean? Right. And in and you look at Brock, who had close to 400 yards passing on a really good Chicago defense, and you're like, holy shit, <laughs> is the Brockett shit back, dude? Crazy, Brocktober, man. but and I think it's more, he's going to come back to earth a little bit in this Lions game, and Patricia's a really good coordinator. A fun fact for this for Brock's of of Brock's 380, 174 came after the catch. Is that right? So you look at it; his receivers helped him out a little bit more than he actually had a great game. But it's a good stat. It, it's basically a pick 'em. That's why I'm going to pick the Dolphins. But I think this one could go either way. Albert Wilson. Who the hell is Albert Wilson? Yeah. Six receptions, 155, two touchdowns. Yeah, and both of them were. I, I actually watched that was the noon game. I spent a lot of time watching. Yeah, and he had some crazy runs, man. Miami. Always screws me when I pick against them, but I I got a, I got a feeling Stafford and company with a week off they're gonna be ready to rock. I just I, have a feeling. This is another game where Lions are at home. I'm going with the Lions. I get it's, it. It's more like whoever I think they're pretty close and the spread's pretty close, so it's kind of a safe pick. No, I, I feel you. I feel well, the you. The Dolphins absolutely. have played so they played a they beat a good Bears team in overtime. They played really close against Cincinnati, who I think we all think is good. Ten now. points, which I would say. I mean, they shut them down in the well, first half. Well, they led for what 14, 14 points nothing, at one point. So I don't know. I think the Dolphins are here to stay a little bit. But I mean, like I said, they still are weird to me. With the first three wins they had, they go so weird. Titans, Jets, Raiders. So, I mean, so weird. you don't really expect a lot from them. Then they get destroyed by the Patriots, 38-7. Yeah. Granted, this is after the Patriots lost to the Lions, which <laughs> yeah. we knew whoever was in their path was going to get, get destroyed and just get off my lawn. You know, they would just yell at them and, and, and 
New England just send them on their way <laughs> because that's what was going to happen no matter who they played. Bill Belichick yeah. does not lose to the Lions, and he does not lose like that. <laughs> I'm glad they did. It was awesome. But I knew next week there's no chance the Patriots were going to lose that game. Yeah. And that's what happened. So. <laughs> I mean, that was one of our better rants of this year podcast-wise because oh, me yeah. and you were both going off oh, my on God. that Patriots game. Belichick said, the train's coming through, boys. Get <laughs> off. I don't care who's in front of us. We're running you over. And it, had to be, it happened to yeah. be Miami. So I felt bad uh, in that situation for the Miami Dolphins. So uh, with that being said, Big Web goes with Detroit as well. Zach's by himself in Miami, and I have the Detroit Lions. Next up, New England heads out to Chicago. Soldier Field, plus three and a half points for the Chicago Bears after a loss against Miami. This one is a little tougher for me if it was about six and a half or seven. Uh, I think that Chicago should be getting more points. I think they're a pretty good football team. I still think they could have a chance to win the NFC North because it's just a total coin flip in that division, especially yeah. as you know, as a Packers fan, as I know, as a Lions fan and, and the Vikings not making anything happen. So with that being said, I think they're, they're going to play better. Obviously this week, they play better at soldier field as well. New England, you saw them give up 40 points to Kansas city, best offense in the NFL granted, but yeah. New England's defense isn't that strong. However, three and a half to me with Tom Brady is too low. No matter what Trubisky still doesn't do it for me. He really did a lot better in the second half. They should have won that game. Chicago came back in the third quarter, had a great third quarter on offense, gave it up at the end to Miami again, lost in overtime. However, again, Tom Brady and company scoring 40 points against Kansas City, doing what they had to do on offense. Their defense just let them down. I don't see their defense giving up 40 points to Mitch Trubisky. I see New England scoring probably 30-plus in this game. Honestly, if they yeah. can get their offense going, it's hard to say against a Chicago team at home with their defense. But I just have a feeling that New England's going to win this game by six or a weird number, you know, a right. couple field goals or something yeah. here and there. So give me the Patriots. I don't love the pick because Chicago at home always scares me. But I'm going with Tommy Terrific here. Yeah, and it's more of about the Patriots than an indictment on the Bears, right? Because, Absolutely. Because that's how I felt too. It's like if Tom comes in and plays his game, they're going to win. They're going to win. Be You look at, yeah, they gave up 40 points to Kansas City, but bottom line – they would still beat him by three points. The mm -hmm. spread's three and a half here to a significantly less talented Bears team, while still very talented, especially on the defensive side of the football. Belichick is one of those rare guys that he he understands the point value mm -hmm. of defense, and he doesn't care. Between the 20s, go yeah, that's fine. We're going to tighten up. They're so good situationally, both offensively and defensively, and so that's why they win these games. That's why they're a better's best friend because they can cover these spreads because you look up, they, they don't even play that well, and it's like, oh, well, they still won by like six, seven points against a really good team. Yeah, right. So while they're on the road, I think that is why you see Chicago at three and a half as opposed to a higher number. Soldier Field's a pretty tough place to play, but it's not super cold yet, plus the Patriots are used to that. Mm -hmm. I think the Pats win this game. And, uh, and cover. Yeah. yeah, and cover, yeah. All right, so clean sweep. We all got New England. That should be interesting, though. I, I'm i not saying the Bears are out. I could easily see us all lose that game. I really do. Yeah. I could see Chicago covering. I, I honestly could, but my gut tells me go with New England. I, I think, too, Belichick's too good of a coach to – I think he's going to figure out that naggy offense. It's like the same offense as the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. So I think from a, a preparation standpoint – you're almost facing a poor man's version of the offense you faced last week. I think that helps them a little bit here. So New England clean sweep uh, for all three of us. Should be an inter interesting game. Next up, we have the final noon game of Sunday. Buffalo heads out to Indianapolis as the Colts are minus 7.5. Very interesting spread here 
Indy a team that I know uh, they thought they were going to be better. Their defense has been catastrophic, to say the least. Has not been impressive. Uh, Andrew Luck has been, though. He performed well last week. Um, honestly, the Jets just perform enough on offense to be able to come away with a win. But Luck and company scoring over 30 points. Buffalo comes to town getting 7.5. It's the only thing that scares me is they're getting that extra half point. If it was 6.5, i take Indy all day long. I'm still going to take Indianapolis in this one at home. I just don't think Buffalo has enough firepower. They've been sneaking away with wins. They've been into these games. They almost beat Houston this weekend, but they lost 2013. Houston, to me, is not a great team, though. I don't know what the hell's wrong with them, but they're just just weird. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to take Indy in this one, minus 7.5. It does hurt me with the spread, but I think that you know Indianapolis can score points and Buffalo can't usually. That's the only thing I'm basing it off of. So give me Andrew Luck, minus 7.5. Yeah, L- Luck is so... So talented, he, he's carrying this dog shit roster yeah. to be in games and cover spreads. Uh, I'll tell you this: my pick is contingent on one thing. I have the Bills picked right now under the assumption that Josh Allen is back and playing. If Nathan Peterman starts this game, I am picking the Colts. Okay. So uh, if it, if Allen plays away from home, I think the spread's too big. I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts win. Their defense is too bad, though. I just don't think they're good. They're one in five, and they're. They're a true one in five. They're not a good football team outside of Andrews. So I think seven and a half points for a one in five team is just too much. So I will put it down as Buffalo for now, but we will keep an eye on that. That's fair. And I'll I can change I'll change it on the app too. So like I, I just yeah, if you come in or if you check the standings after the games and you see, oh well Zach said he's gonna pick Buffalo and he switched it to Indianapolis, <laughs> it's because of Peterman. That's fair. So you have Buffalo for now. If Allen starts, if Peterman starts, you got right. Indy. I mean, I think Peterman is literally one of the worst quarterbacks in NFL. He's history. crap. He's, he's so bad. He's garbage. I feel I, bad for. The I'm guy. shocked he's still in the league. It's, when he threw four interceptions amazing. last, was it four or five last year when he his first start? Yeah, five. Five interceptions. I thought that he was done then. Yeah. And they, they held on to him. Shocked. Yeah. So uh, you have Buffalo. Uh, Big Web is Buffalo. I'm the only one with the Indianapolis Colts, but again, don't love that pick on my side. Uh, New Orleans will head out to Baltimore minus two and a half points. Uh, that game is at 3 o'clock, the first 3 o'clock game we have on Sunday. New Orleans coming off a bye week, so they're all rested up. You have Ingram. You have Alvin Kamara. Everybody's healthy. The offense is going to be flowing. Baltimore, a team that has good defense. I cannot believe that they are favored in this game. I really? cannot believe they're minus 2.5 in this game. New Orleans, I know they're a different team away from home, but Baltimore's offense cannot keep up. They cannot keep up. Flacco here and there likes to decide he might be a Super Bowl contending quarterback. <laughs> one game out of about, you know, seven every once in a while. I just don't think they have enough firepower to keep up with New Orleans' offense. I think their defense will stop them. I think I could see the Saints scoring like 28 points this week. I see Baltimore scoring like 14. I mean, I know really? I know New Orleans' defense isn't good. I just don't trust Flacco at all. I really don't. He hasn't shown me enough. He's one of those guys I will never pick. And when the fact – I will never pick, I should say, against a, an offense like New Orleans – and in this instance, when it's only two and a half, if it was three and a half, I think I'd still take the Saints. To me, this is a slam dunk. This is a little preview, my lock of the week. I will talk about really? it later on. I'm taking New Orleans plus two and a half. Take it to the bank. Well, I, I think New Orleans is a really, really good football team. I think they're going to win the South. Uh, that said, you know I'm a big, you know I'm big on the Ravens this year, and I think you're exactly right. If that game plays out like you think, if you th- if you think that New Orleans will still be good offensively in Baltimore, then absolutely there's Baltimore Ravens cannot, they're not built to keep up with good offensive teams. But I think this is going to be one of those 
weird kind of games that the Saints typically don't play very well in. I I can see this game being like 20 to 16. I yeah, think Baltimore's defense is good enough to slow the Saints down and keep uh, Flacco and those guys in it. They're one of the highest point differential teams in the NFL, and that only went up last week when they took care of the Titans and blew them out. And so I think the Ravens are a really good team. I think that they have a legitimate chance with the Steelers to win that division. They're 4-2. and two. They're looking really good. The Saints obviously 4-1 and one too, but I- I'm going to stick with Baltimore. The spread is so low here that I'm going to stick with them until they prove otherwise. Wow, so Zach's going Baltimore, me and Big Web in New Orleans. Very interesting. I mean, I, I am all about when it's against spreads. I go offense over no offense. That's yeah. what I do. I, I'm, I pick defensive teams. I pick Baltimore against the Clevelands. I pick Baltimore against teams like that that can't move right. the ball great. But when it's Drew Brees, when it's Tom Brady, when it's Matt Ryan, I am very skeptical about picking a team like the Ravens. Well, with the rules, too, I certainly understand that logic. I'm just a believer in Baltimore as a team. Joe Flacco is playing a lot better than he has been for like the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. And I've all, when I watch that team, I don't think they're good offensively, but I think they're good enough. Yeah. And that's why they've got four wins already here, and we're midway through October, because their defense is elite. They play great man coverage on the back end. They have a pretty good pass rush. They're well coached and well-disciplined. They have a pretty good run game with Alex Collins. They just do enough offensively, to get it, it feels like, to get it done. So I got New Orleans. Big Webb's got New Orleans, and Zach has the Baltimore Ravens. Should be an interesting game for sure at 3.05 on Sunday. L.A. Rams heading out to San Francisco as the 49ers are getting 10.5 points. That game is at 3.25 on Sunday. Frisco last week, uh, shocking, uh, the amount of points they scored against yeah. the Packers. They scored 30 points against the Packers. They lose 33-30, but made it very interesting for Aaron Rodgers and company. C.J. Beathard, 245 through the air, two touchdowns. And finally, for a lot of people out there fantasy-wise, good win, four receptions, 126 through the air, or receiving, I should say, and two touchdowns. I don't think they can do this again. I mean, I was shocked, and I'm shocked at how bad this Packers defense looks at times. I know you know it more than anybody, but... The fact that the 49ers were in this game is unheard of. Um, it was just incredible to see. I just don't think they have enough to continue that type of success. They still lose the game. Their defense is still not great, and you're playing the Rams. I mean, the Rams, as we mentioned, keep picking them until they don't cover, Yeah. and they haven't done that much this season. They've been covering a ton. I'm going to take the Rams in this one, minus 10.5. I have no sweat. Um, they're going to have some L.A. fans, I'm sure, there as well, and Frisco making the trip, and, and San Francisco is just – Still not a great team. I don't believe in C.J. Beathard. I don't believe in Goodwin. I don't believe in anything on their offense without Garoppolo. So I'm going to take the Rams, 10.5. I don't think it's too bad of a spread, and I think they'll cover that easily. Well, well, oh, the Packers are on bye, so I guess we're not going to talk about them this week. I, I'm The Packers really looked bad. And I remember, I, what was it, last week or two weeks ago, I came in here and told you that they were top 10 defense statistically in a lot of categories except for points. They, they returned to form last yeah. night. Like, they... they they were awful. They were terrible against the 49ers. And I thought that they couldn't keep it up two weeks in a row. That's why I picked the Packers is because mm-hmm. I was like, they were really competitive in that first game with Beathard. And I was like, well, they they're, they they needed to prove that they were still going to be a good team without Jimmy G and all that. So that's why they got up off the carpet and they'll Aaron Rodgers will bury them tonight. And that did not happen. 
I think Kyle Shanahan is a really good offensive mind. He's too good for them to just disappear offensively. And the fact that this is 10.5 points and a division game and the 49ers are at home, those are the three factors, I think, that will make San Fran at least hopefully cover and make this a ball game. Maybe they get a garbage touchdown late and cover like Denver did Mm -hmm. last weekend. The spread's just ultimately too high for me to pick against San Francisco, a team which I think is well-coached offensively. Wow, Zach's going for it this week, baby. Takes Frisco plus. I mean, the Rams are going to win. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> but it uh, no, it's interesting. I mean, it, and you're making some moves here because the, obviously your picks. The I NFL's have to. tough. The NFL is <laughs> hard, though. I mean, like anything can happen. We saw that last week with Jacksonville. Yeah, no one thought. Nobody thought if Jacksonville was going to lose that game. First of all, it was going to be a 33 point loss. But right. second of all, that they were going to give up 40 points to Dallas. Yeah, no chance. So. It- and I know. feel like I'm starting to get to that point where I'm I've been able to feel out the teams. Now this whole spread thing, and this is new to me, so mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm gonna be under five hundred for the year and that. But like I had a good feeling about that Redskins game and they covered for me, and I had a good feeling about the Jets winning and they covered for me. And so some of these weirder picks, I, I feel like I'm getting a little bit better feel for the teams. It's just the spread. Like I lost three games by half point last year. Crazy, weekend. man. Crazy. Yeah, so I don't know. maybe maybe the Rams go in and blow them out. It's absolutely possible. But with the 10.5, I think it's a little bit too much. Zach takes San Francisco, and Dad and I take the L.A. Rams. Next up, we have the last 3 o'clock game of Sunday. Dallas coming off a huge win against Jacksonville. We'll head out to Washington. The Redskins are minus 1.5 as they escape a 6-point win away, or I should say at home, against Carolina last week. Carolina had a chance to win but could not get the job done. Um in this one, I think I'm going to take Dallas. Uh, this is this is tough to do. This is yeah. one of my underdog picks for sure, just because of what they showed last week. I think that uh, maybe Prescott and Elliott, then offense, have a little chip on their shoulders saying, okay, we beat Jacksonville by this much. Right. Yes, it was at home, but we might be able to play some football this season. The Starting conf- to get on a roll. Right. The confidence is going to be just huge. And to me, Washington didn't show me enough against Carolina. I thought what you thought after the loss against New Orleans, they were going to come out and really have an amazing offensive day. I thought that Carolina was going to score more and cover the game, but their defense showed up on Washington's side. Their offense didn't do enough for me. They really didn't yeah. show me enough to say, all right, they're going to destroy Dallas. I'm going to take Dallas in this one. Again, I just I have a feeling that there's a carryover factor after the Jacksonville win. I don't think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. I think this could be 21-20. I think this could be 2017 type thing. I'm going to take Dallas. I don't love the pick. Trust me. I think Washington could blow them out. I think that Dallas could not blow out Washington but stay in it. I'm going to go with the fact that I think Dallas will stay in it with their offense. They'll control the clock. Prescott will hopefully you know, be able to work with Cole Beasley. And maybe the fact that the play-action pass worked a lot for them last week. Yeah. Elliott might get some more action to try to maneuver here and there inside and outside the tackles. Give me Dallas plus one and a half. Not, don't feel great about it, but I will take the Cowboys. Well, I, th- I, th- I don't think you're going to be alone in that. I think a lot of people for brand value and how they played last week are going to be on the Cowboys this week. If this game's in Jerry World, I'm taking the Cowboys. But I like the Redskins. I, I've i picked them a lot, it feels like, the last couple weeks. And they're one of those teams that pl- I think is going to... If this- they play well at home. I think they're very similar talent-wise. It's going to be a really close game. Yeah. Because they're similar talent-wise, they're division rivals. It's going to be a bloodbath. And the Redskins have a lot to play for here. They win this game. They're 4-2. and two. Mm-hmm. And the Cowboys as well. Both teams have a lot to play for because the Cowboys can get over 500. And so I think the Redskins, like you said offensively, are not going to blow the doors off of people they never will I don't think that's their identity with Alex Smith now he's your typical dink and duck 
game-managed quarterback. He's not going to turn the ball over, and he's going to let uh, Redskins defense that I think is pretty underrated keep them in football games. They, people forget how much firepower they have. They have, uh, I think his name's Preston Brown in the middle, and they have uh, Josh Norman and some pretty good guys in the secondary, Swearingen. And so I, I like the Redskins here. Uh, again, though, I... I it's going to be a great game to watch. Oh, like, yeah. For once, I feel like the brand value, maybe these two teams don't even make the playoffs, but it'll at least be a close, entertaining game to watch. All right, so Zach will go with the Washington Redskins. Big Webb also going with the Washington Redskins, and I'm alone with the Dallas Cowboys. Moving to Sunday night football, Cincinnati heading out to Kansas City. Chiefs are minus 6.5 points. That'll be at uh, 720 on Sunday night. Kansas City, I mean... In this situation, I think six and a half is too low. I thought that they'd be given uh, Kansas, or excuse me, sorry, I can't talk today. Cincinnati seven and a half, just because the fact that the Steelers beat them last week, the fact that Kansas City went into New England, lost but scored forty. Yeah, but still with the six and a half, I believe the spread's very scary because you've seen Cincinnati at their best that can really put you know two quick touchdowns on teams. You can also see them like they did against Miami. Put put themselves down and get down fourteen nothing. You go down fourteen nothing to the Chiefs in Kansas City. You're not coming back. Yeah. With that being said, I think Kansas City plays better overall at home. I think they their fans are going to be wild on Sunday night. It's going to be prime time. Patrick Mahomes threw his first interception of his career last week. Yeah. This is week six, folks. First interception of his career in New England, but still performed very well. I'm going to take Kansas City. I'm if it was seven and a half, I'd probably take Cincinnati. But the fact that it's still less than a touchdown. I think Kansas City can win by that. I just don't believe in Andy Dalton still, especially on the road. So, uh, yeah, give me the Chiefs. Uh, I'm with the Chiefs, too. Uh, for a lot of the reasons you mentioned, I think you highlighted it pretty well. There's not much I'd have to add other than the fact that I think that this is a tough game for the Bengals on the road. I think, well, when I, I said last week that Bengals-Steelers game, if the Bengals top the Steelers, I'm going to be feeling pretty good about the Bengals as a contender. They they lost the game still, but they played well enough to at least show me something. They're not going to go away and flame out immediately. I think they're going to be a pretty good team and a playoff contender for a wild card spot is kind of where I see them. I don't think they're better than the Ravens or the Steelers in the, over the long haul. Maybe they're better than one of those two teams to get the wild card, but I don't think they're winning the division. Uh, I like the Chiefs here. Six and a half is too low for me. And I don't think the Bengals will put up enough points, like you said, Dalton, to cover that spread. All right, so we all got Kansas City, minus 6.5 points. Finally, Monday Night Football, we have the New York Giants heading out to the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons are minus 6.5 points. This is interesting. I'm going to take the Falcons uh, just because of what they showed me last week. And because they're at home, I think they're going to have a chip on their shoulder. shoulder. However, I think the Giants are pissed. I think that they want to show something after that showing against Philly last Thursday, after the 60-plus yarder that beat them in Week 5 against Carolina. I think there's a lot of anger there. There's a lot of uh, stuff going on with Odell Beckham Jr. The owner called him out now this week. He, Him and his kind of back and forth with Eli. I would say back and forth. Eli hasn't said much. But he's going after his quarterback, and, and his owner basically said he needs to stop talking and stop start playing football. So in this instance, I'm going to take Atlanta, but the Giants could come up and scare me because the big question mark for Atlanta is their defense with all the injuries. And in this situation, with the way Barkley ran last week, still against Philly in that big loss, the way that Beckham's pissed, the way that this offense and this team wants to bounce back, I have a feeling it could be a trap game for Atlanta, even at home, which is very weird to say. Six and a half, I think they're going to cover. I'm going to go with them. I'm not too happy with the pick, though. I just feel like the Giants could really 
make their step this week. I could be wrong. I've said that the last couple weeks, but I think this week they really could. But I'm still going to take Atlanta. You're kind of like, I've noticed uh, with the Giants, you like the makeup of that team. I, I think do. that you think that they should be a lot better than they are. There's and a lot of, on offense especially. Yeah. The defense, I don't pay attention to much. I'm more of an offensive guy. And yeah. I think if you have an elite offense, no matter how bad your defense is, you have a chance to win some football games. And I look at their offense with Barkley. Even with Eli, he hasn't played that bad this season. And you got Odell Beckham Jr. They're just enough there, I think, to make big steps. So that's kind of, and it begins a defense that's struggling. That's kind of where I look at it. And I was with you in the beginning of the season. I think I picked the Giants when we were doing our preseason divisional picks for what place they were going to get. I had the Giants at second in the East because I, like you, thought that they had a lot of talent. If Eli could just play decent, I thought that with Pat Shermer coming in offensively, you saw what he was able to do with Keenum. I thought that he'd. I thought I think Eli is a better quarterback than Case Keenum, and so I thought that they would have similar results in that system and with Shepard, Beckham, and Barkley, uh, as well as Evan Ingram, the tight end, took him in the first round pretty high. I thought that they would be a pretty viable team, and it just has not played out that way. They have so many problems off the field, and their defense, too, I think has been a little overvalued. I've always been a fan of the Giants' defense with – Jackrabbit Jenkins and Alec Ogletree, Olivier Vernon, and it, they're just a, they're really bad. Yeah, it's I I, th- I agree with you. I think that entire locker room is pretty pissed off. the The problem, though, I don't think they're very unified in in, in that in that feeling. I think they're all pissed off, but they're all pissed off for different reasons. There's a lot of individuality there, and I don't think the Falcons are going to make the playoffs this year I think the injuries are just too much for them but I think the Falcons are going to win this game and it's because more about the Gi- I just don't think the Giants are going to be very competitive the rest of the year as unfortunate as that is because I think Barkley and the, some of the guys they have are amazing they got a bright future I think but yeah. maybe it's away from Eli Manning maybe it's with a new defensive kind of front I think there's a lot of rebuilding left to go, but I think they have a good nucleus. The yeah. thing is, though, Beckham's going to be part of that. Unless he asks, if, if it gets this bad, where they have a terrible year this year, let's say they win three or four games, like that bad, yeah. and then they end it because they're one and five right now, and then they end up going into next year and start out bad again, Beckham might ask for a trade. He just got a, a, a contract extension. Yeah. He's be, is it is he the highest paid receiver now, or is he? I'm pretty sure. He's up there, if not, like top three. Yeah. But he could be asking for a trade, too. Yeah, and he yeah he's you're right he's locked up so unless they trade him he's gonna be there for a while and I think his he's kind of a a front runner like yeah. I like emotionally like obviously I'd never question the guy's talent well he yells at inanimate objects yeah. and, he, and he punches inanimate I don't know obje- if I'd want objects. that dude on my team like he's <laughs> yeah. all about it when everything's going well and when stuff's not going well he's the first one to jump ship and I, but I on one hand I'm with him because I think that. It's very clear that Eli just doesn't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it's like, dude, okay, like we still got ten football games left to play. Can you get it together and be a leader? We just right. paid you all this money. Be a leader, not tear down your teammates. Hundred percent. So we all take Atlanta on this one, and that'll do it for our week seven picks. So before we wrap this up, let's go into our locks of the week, and then we'll get to Big Web's best four plays of the week. This week, I'm going with New Orleans plus two and a half points. As I mentioned, I am shocked that uh, they're going into Baltimore, and with that kind of matchup, as I said, with the big-time offense going against a big-time defense, I'd rather take the big-time offense in that situation, especially if the big-time defensive team does not have an offense that is always there. So in the fact that the, the – I'm sorry, I just totally lost my train of thought. The New Orleans Saints are getting two and a half points. I think it's just icing on the cake. I'm shocked that they're getting anything in this game. Give me New Orleans as my lock of the week for week number seven. 
Yeah, the, the locks of the week this week are kind of hard for me. I think that this, there's no spread that jumps out to me, and I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. like that is the team. Last week, I saw the Falcons, Bucks, and immediately I was like, yep, that's my lock. There's no way yeah. the Bucks are going to cover that. And this week, it's kind of hard. I don't see a game like that. I like the Redskins again. I think that they'll, I feel pretty confident that they'll cover one and a half. And there's some teams I feel pretty good about, but like, I'm not going to pick the Dolphins over the Lions, and I'm not going to pick the Browns on the road. I typically don't like picking road teams unless they're really good. And so just the best one on the board, the one that I feel is just the least likely to burn me is the Pats Mm -hmm. because I think they're probably the best team in the NFL still. And you bet with the Pats, it's pretty safe. The Bears are a really good football team, but the spread's pretty low. It's low enough to where I feel like Brady and Belichick and those guys can cover it for me. So that's my lock of the week in a week where I don't love any of the spreads. It's bold. It, I like I like New England, but it's Soldier Field the, yeah. taking the uh, the away team. It's always tough. But Zach yeah. takes New England. I mean, I mean, the one that I was on the fence about picking over them was the Chargers over Tennessee at home. Mm-hmm. I. Th- I really believe the Chargers will look really good in that one. It's just the fact that six and a half, I feel like it's there's a pretty decent chance the the Titans can cover that at least. All right, so Zach goes New England minus three and a half points away from home against Chicago. Big Webb after a tough, tough pick last week, Jacksonville. He was going to try to bounce back now with a, a good pick. I like this is another one I was probably looking at. Was the Chiefs minus six and a half? So Chiefs are hosting Cincinnati. And uh, and the Chiefs are minus six and a half points again. Dad's finally going against Andy Dalton. Every time he picks, it's like me picking with or against Miami. Usually, I got a good break last week, but uh, it's like with him with Dalton. If he picks against Dalton, Dalton screws him. If he yeah. picks Dalton, Dalton screws him. It's like it's it's pretty funny. When you pick your locks, obviously home and away matters. Do you pay attention to the time slot of the game? I really don't. I pay attention to home and away. I pay attention to obviously. For me, it's big-time offense when I go with my locks against yeah. a, a subpar offense on the other yeah. side. Um, no, I mean, time doesn't really do it for me. It's It also has to do with, like, you know, weather and if I think it yeah. could be extremely cold or if it's in a dome. I know this one's outside outside against yeah. Baltimore with New Orleans, but I just think the spread's too low. That's where I really right. look at So. Yeah, I, I obviously look at all those factors. I try to stay away from prime time. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like prime time and division games are, are – the are kind of unpredictable to a degree. Could kind of go anywhere. Yeah, yeah that's good. Uh, unless, like last week, you had the Steelers Bengals. I feel like everybody pretty much had a feeling the Steelers were going to win that one. Right. So uh, unless it's a game where it feels pretty predictable, I try to stay away from divisional games on the road and and prime time. I I'm not very good at picking prime time. It, it's that's a good point though. You got to kind of take the emotion out of it, and uh, obviously it, uh, the nerves are higher. You know, right. in night games, especially if they're off. You know, to me, if like they play like two or three games in a row at like noon and three, noon yeah. and three, and then they go to 8 p.m., 7 p.m., or a whole other day, like Thursday, Monday, that can change things. And this is part of the reason I went with the Pats. It's going to be a noon game, and Soldier Field's not going to be as raucous as it would be at 7.30 or on Monday night. Right. It's going to be a noon game. People are going to be kind of tired and kind of groggy. Hung and it over. feels like, what do the Pats lose noon games, man? <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they are just going to come. It feels like the Pats always take care of business. Yeah. I say hungover, not the players, but the fans and everything. Maybe, oh, yeah. maybe the coaches are oh, drinking yeah. the night before. Half of Chicago is going to be hungover. <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, Big Web's best four plays of the week before we wrap this up. Again, he's 14-11 and 11 overall against the spread this season. <clears throat> he's 2-2 two and two last week. This week he's taking the Rams, minus 10.5. He really uh, believes in, in L.A. that they're going to get it done. I forgot, I'm totally forgetting who they play in. This is what I do. San Francisco. 
Oh, yeah. Playing San Francisco. Ten and a half point spread. 49ers. Uh, Next up, he's got Kansas City minus six and a half, which was his lock as uh, Kansas City will host Cincinnati at home coming up 720 this Sunday. He also would like to have Buffalo plus seven and a half points. That's uh, an interesting one against Indianapolis. I don't yeah. know. Buffalo plus seven and a half. And then Kansas City over, which I uh, checked oddshark.com, currently set at 58, which I could definitely see that happening. I think you got to rely on Andy Dalton. I think uh, Mahomes will do his job, score 30 plus. It's right. all up to whether Dalton wants to play some football. Yeah, and that's the second, what, second or third time this year he's gone with the Chiefs over. Mm-hmm. So that, that tells you that, yeah, Big Web is on the Chiefs. He's like, it does not matter until they do not hit the over. That's right. I'm picking Mahomes. <laughs> so again, Rams minus 10.5, KC minus 6.5, Buffalo plus 7.5, and, and Kansas City, Cincinnati over 58. And that'll do it for week seven, Zach. Uh, I, I felt pretty good. Pretty good show. Yeah. Always, always flowing. We're rolling. Again, you're welcome to always follow us on Twitter at Balcony Bruce Pod. You can find us on Facebook as well as we are a uh, secondary podcast to Bruce on the Balcony, I guess you could say. You're part right. of the podcast family. So uh, maybe one day, whenever you know we, uh, I have some more time to set up my Twitter account, maybe we can have our own twi- Twitter account and everything. But until then, we'll hey and stay in the family. Yeah, sorry to cut you off. Oh, you're uh, good. You're good. Call in, call in too. Yeah. Leave us some voicemails if you're listening to this. Uh, whether it's yeah, gambling stuff, uh, lines that you like, you got a, just a hot take about a player or a quarterback or a team you want to throw out there. Let us know, man. Absolutely, let's do it. Well, for Zach Zook, I'm TJ Weber for Big Web. We'll see you next week. Good luck.